Welcome to the My Rules Are Better podcast. I'm Tom Barbelay. Today I'm going to try and do this in a, let's see if I can do it in a tight 10, maybe a tight 12. Let's see how we go here. I wanted to start by saying that I've been sending stuff to people, and obviously Barney Dicker was part of that, Connorsites Bones received a few boxes, a variety of folk who may listen to this podcast may have received boxes, not sure, anyway. But what I've done through this period appears particular with Connorsites Bone to inspire him in various directions, which really is the whole intention of sending the boxes out, was to take stuff that has limited value to me currently and pass it on to folks that will find inspiration through the stuff. And I watched maybe two, three weeks ago now a video that Connor put together associated with some mythology he was thinking about with regards to a variety of different factors, actually, in the kind of 18th century history of the East Coast and colonization and deforestation, a wide variety of really interesting and diverse issues that some miniatures provided him, and also using his existing miniatures as well, like combining historical elements and fantasy elements. And the video went on for about an hour, and I found it really fascinating, and also it reminded me of exactly why I'm sending these boxes out, and I've sent a couple more boxes recently to Connor. I think the most recent one maybe went out today. In particular, because I have a bunch of... not. It's interesting because Warhammer 40,000 moves, iterates so quickly, but some of the... Not most current rule system, but the previous one, edition 8th, 8th edition, which now, I mean, was perfectly contemporary and looks, I mean, it's all coffee table book kind of stuff, but I thought Connor might enjoy it and also contact another fellow as well. And he ha currently has a box that I sent him that he hasn't quite finished going through. So he said, no, no, Connor should have it. So that's the update with regards to sending stuff out and certainly hats off to Connor and others who I hope I've inspired a little bit with regards to the boxes that I've been sending out. The lead pile is an interesting phase currently because I'm in the process of rounding out work with existing miniature painters and really just maintaining Roachy Roachford in the UK going forward. Now, curiously, <laughs> over the past few weeks, Roachy's rates have increased, which I have been 100% a party to. So he's no longer, well, he's still remarkably competitive but he's more in line with the rates that I would pay folks in the US. So I'm not really fussed by that. It just means that it wasn't, you know, what was originally, on paper at least, a very smart decision has now just become a decision of, you know, paying someone what they're worth. So let's leave it at that. But it's interesting, actually, the guy in Aptos, I have basically one substantial commission left with him, which I'm working through. Everything is taking longer and being more expensive, which is just the nature of the, the present times. So my hope is that he will be finished at the end of September and I can kind of tick him off on a long list of painters. And then the fellow in, uh, where is it, North Carolina, I think. I've been pretty clear with him that this end commission in December is like the last one now. I've been kind of toing and froing on that to, should I say explicitly? And then it's like, I've got to say it explicitly. And it's like a complete blowout World War II <laughs> related commission with a bunch of 28 millimeter and a bunch of 20 millimeter as well including vehicles so i've asked him to have a bit more fun with this one with the view that you know character figures should take a little bit more time and this kind of stuff but yeah that will then conclude that painting thing and actually the lead pile is of a stage where really i it, it's easy to stop at this point i've got a bunch of russians allegedly <laughs> coming through black tree design or whatever it's called orbis or whatever 
which, you know, the guy's been saying for the past few weeks, yeah, yeah, I've sent it this week, send it this week, yeah, well. And what else do I have currently? I've got a Valhalla Imperial Guard thing that I'll probably just get Rochi some stage next year. That's basically it. I mean, I was actually really, to be frank, I was really stunned with the amount of unpainted World War II I had, and that really kind of irked me that I, I guess I'd assumed that I had 40 where I had 100 for, like, the Germans and the British. The British, I didn't really have 100 for. There was, like, a bunch of just additional SS and stuff that I'd just forgotten I had. So when I went through those figure cases, it was literally two boxes worth of figure cases. It's like, ugh, this isn't going to work out the way I'd originally planned. But, thankfully, deadline, all sent out, all to be painted, draw a line in the sand as of next year, and... Yeah, Sarah, Sarah. That's the way I'm thinking about it currently. This leaves, I think, the Just Plain Chaos game. And I'm not sure if I mentioned this in the prior recording, but the group decided that they wanted to play maybe an additional two or three games. I should probably check what number it is. Might be three games in addition, which takes a four-game scenario up to a seven-game scenario, which gave me the opportunity actually to explore some interesting not necessarily storytelling but just some interesting background elements gives me a different pace and the change of cadence is actually really very interesting from a i don't know what would call it a a game an overlord an arcing overlord perspective no someone who's presenting the game because it gives me an opportunity to explore some storylines which i hadn't really thought about digging into too much and i can explore these storylines through a variety of different parameters i think what's going to be interesting is probably barney dicker and i and maybe others who've participated will do a a debrief maybe maybe even the return of matt gibson or potentially even the return of chris abbott chris has been writing articles for a zine on the just playing cars game i mean just above and beyond i mean chris abbott has just really outshone himself with regards to this thing it really is very curious because although i put in the time to actually create the material to have it published by a a second party to to see it as as creative content is something I guess in writing it has a different resonance to me than all the paperwork and all the other stuff that I put together for it. I guess the thing that has come through this, which I really wanted to say explicitly in the podcast, because I think the podcast to date has given a very particular narrative, which Barney Dicker mentioned in the game specifically, well, the game debrief where we we're talking about extending the game. And I think I probably portray this incorrectly in this particular recording. The Just Playing Cars game is a substantial social outing for me. I have been on lockdown since early March, and it gives me an opportunity. I mean, I see my co-workers in video conferences on a daily basis through the week, through the workaday week. But it gives me an opportunity to have a different space to interact with these people, including, obviously, Barney Dicker, including... Uh, Matthew Gibson, including Chris Abbott, uh, Derek, who's appeared on a prior recording as well. So I think the social aspect of this thing is incredibly important. And that was certainly something that the players echoed when they said, you know, we want to do more of these games. Now, I'm in a bit of a problem space because I have additional scenarios that I'd like to run, but the dynamic, the numbers are just wrong. So I'm wondering if I break it into two separate games, if that's the way to kind of appease the situation to maybe run an evening game and a Saturday morning game, a Saturday morning game with a fewer number of participants, but perhaps those that are better geographically, you know, inclined for this thing. So I'm not sure what direction it's going to take, actually. 
I really don't have more material after, I think, the seventh game. And I think we need to start exploring a different space if this thing does extend further. But what my, my view is that perhaps the way it could extend further is with some of the characters doing different things or potentially the introduction of new characters or a variety of different things to create additional scenarios from this initial game. And potentially also solo games. I mean, what I've done through this thing is create a, a small notebook of scenarios that come from this circumstance. In particular, historically I've always played the game from the majority's perspective. To run minority elite characters in the circumstance which are highly applicable to the current situation as well. I mean, not that I've really explored any pandemic themes through this thing, but I have explored a few. So it is interesting framing Just Playing Chaos, the rule system in this scenario with these particular players and then think, okay, can I break this thing up? Will it change the dynamic or should I just run these characters going on if they want to do that? I think it's interesting because the whole thing was prefaced on it being a short play. You know, let's just try four sessions to see how it goes. <laughs> Maybe a slight distrust of Bunny Dicker's part. <laughs> so you, like, who is this crazy person who I interact with periodically? I have slowly, um, well, I've requested on a few occasions a copy of Barney Dicker's rules. He's making some minor changes, and then he'll get me a copy of the rules, which I'm looking forward to, to reading. I don't know if I'll be given permission to talk about them in any capacity, but certainly Barney's been posting photos of his other friends doing, you know, gameplay. So watch this space associated with what happens to the Just Playing Chaos rule system, or the scenarios that come from this thing. There are Half a dozen scenarios. I mean, Chris Abbott has noted a couple of them already, uh, which would be really fun to run in a Just Playing Chaos format. But that, again, would require, you know, perhaps smaller group, different kinds of, you know, it's going to be interesting. I mean, I think moving from this is going to be four very tight weeks, two hours, you know, two hours a session, to let's make it seven, <laughs> seven of these sessions. There's plenty of content to come through that. But I think the way we wrap this thing up, it's going to have to be wrapped up after the seventh session. And the way we wrap this thing up will probably be through, I'm hoping, multiple podcast recordings uh, to give the final debrief, for want of a better sense, to the audience. Now, what I display in this podcast, particularly associated with providing something that is, I don't know, multi, multi-author, you know, a volume of some description, I think is really secondary to the actual social aspect of this thing. And this is something I wanted to clarify from the discussion with Barney actually in game or at the end of the game in the debrief was that you know this thing is more important to me as a social phenomena as a means of catching up and having a good social experience through what has been an incredibly repressive lockdown I think that's you know of the utmost importance with the view that stuff that comes through this I mean this is what's fascinating with Chris Abbott's production is that you know I've got a sense of the written work from this I think is a fascinating thing, which is as a gestalt far greater than the sum of the parts, you know, as it's integrative part of the gestalt. A sideline to this, I spend a portion of my life, particularly through lockdown, what better to reading about second world war history and reading, thinking in particular about what if case scenarios through the second world war, there's an Amazon show, which is based on a book or series of books called, the Man in the High Castle, 
And this is associated with the Nazis using nuclear weapons, I think, on the US. I'm pretty sure. I didn't think it was particularly good. I didn't like various aspects of it. Weird war, speculative what if, Second World War stuff. This whole thing kind of irks me a little bit. It in in its kind of worst machinations moves into werewolves and walking tanks and all this other kind of stuff. But I think there's a there's an interesting, particularly resonant dark history associated with what would have happened if the Germans had invaded the UK, for example. Or similarly, what would have happened if the Germans had used biological weapons, which they had but didn't use, or even worse, used nuclear weapons if they'd been able to get a nuclear capacity. And this whole thing is interesting to me because I'm, I'm interested in, are there historical, are there historical? Yes, there are historical. Well, uh, role-playing games that are based in the Second World War genre, and the stuff I've found so far has not been particularly good. I'm not a huge fan of GURPS as a thing. The GURPS Second World War stuff I just find irritating. The other Second World War game that I found is exclusively from the American perspective, which doesn't allow for some of the nuances that is interesting to me. So we will have to see how this thing plays out. I hope this has been some kind of update. I hope I've been able to present some of the stuff, some of the ideas that I'm coming up with, with the view that the Just Playing Class game is going to be a series of debrief recordings, my hope is, probably in about four or maybe six weeks' time. And we'll just have to play that thing out when it occurs. It'll give me an opportunity to explore a lot of stuff that I haven't been able to, well, not as yet, might explore in the game going forward. But yeah, a lot of interesting stuff through that. So Tom Barbelay in the San Francisco Bay Area, signing out.